Hey, it's Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey, what's up, all you gorgeous podcast peeps? <laughs> you look marvelous, darling. <laughs> How are you doing? I hope you're doing amazing today. Uh, we got a cool topic. Uh, the topic is how to get out of debt. But if I was going to put the honest subtitle, it would be the spiritual, woo-woo, metaphysical formula for getting out of debt. Because, and I'm only half joking when I say that, because I think there are some spiritual principles of prosperity that it's important we live by. Uh, I believe energy affects us. Uh, we attract and repel things because everything at their ultimate level is energy vibrations. So it's not just a simple physical step-by-step -step thing. I do think there is, some, there is a, a spiritual aspect to it. And you don't have to believe in a God. You don't have to believe in God. I don't. So it's not necessary. But when I... Uh, but I do believe you have to realize that there is a, um, a force which powers the universe. A, call it uh, the universe, call it energy, call it nature, call it evolution, call it God, call it you know any specific, whatever you want to call it. I don't really, it doesn't matter to me what the labels are. I'm just looking at the, how do you get stuff done? How does this really work? Um, and I guess I would start out with this, um, and that's why I say it's, it's going to be, some of you are going to love this because it's um, dialed right into your belief system, and some of you are going to hate this because it threatens your belief system. And uh, either one, it can work as long as you're open-minded enough to say, well, let me actually practice some of the things he's talking about. Let's see how it works. He was able to use these principles with great success in his own life. And he's sharing his experience with me. And if you have that attitude, I think you'll get a lot out of this episode. Um, so the first thing that's going to be blow the mind for some of you is I would say debt is just an illusion. Um, live by spirit and experience bountiful supply. Um, there really are no emergencies, no financial catastrophes, uh, things that we just, I mean, we manifest them. We, we like to label them, but money is a meme, right? Just like we, we created the word chair to identify things that we sat on because we, we need labels. We need to know how we process this stuff mentally. Um, but there's no inherent value in the US dollar or the British pound, uh, except what we assign it. So at some point in our evolution, we said, you know, we should have a, a form of barter. We should have a currency that we could use because it's very inconvenient trying to trade cows for pineapples, for land, for tables, for massage, for uh, HBO subscriptions. So It'd be easier if there was a form of currency that we could transact with. And that's all money is. It's just a meme. It's a, it's a mind virus created by man so we can identify and label stuff and process it in our mind. Uh, 
I will tell you, and I come from a situation where I went from crisis to crisis, broke down car, medical bills, uh, you know, way behind on my taxes. Uh, I had my business seized by the IRS, lived paycheck to paycheck, had my lights cut off by the power company. I can't even tell you how many times been evicted from my apartment for not being able to pay the rent. I've done all that. I lived that, okay? I was broke for the first 30 years of my life. Now, I feel like I have, I continually manifest uh, the supply my, to, to support my ever-increasing desires. Because I don't mind saying that. I don't, some people are reluctant to talk about that or feel the, the Zen approach of, hey, just keep reducing your desires and your wants and your needs to the point where you are and then you'll be satisfied. I'm not, I'm not a customer of that viewpoint. As you know, if you've listened to some of the earlier shows, I believe that desire is the universe kind of tapping on your head and saying, hey, you, you're capable of doing more, having more, becoming more. And if you seek these things out, it will cause you to, you'll learn how to add value to manifest them on the physical plane. So that would be the, the I don't know, what would we call it? The philosophical foundation of what I want to share with you this week. Um, now if we get into, okay, so what does that look like? How do we actually do this? If you're just starting out and you are in debt, I think you have to recognize that you're in a pattern. You're in a pattern of lack and that this is a pattern of your own creation. And as long as you keep trying to blame it on your ex-wife and the government and your cheap boss and the economy and the natural disaster and the economic downturn, then you will remain in that lack pattern. But if you will admit, hey, I'm in a pattern of lack and I created that, you're able to get out of that. Then you go a little deeper emotionally and you have to release being a victim. Because sometimes the reason people go bankrupt is because they have created this need for attention. They have these unmet childhood needs there. If I look at my case, um, being totally transparent with you, I think of so many, so much drama and trauma that I manifested in my younger years was because I was so emotionally stilted, so emotionally blocked, and I couldn't express love, I couldn't accept love, so I wanted the closest thing, which was pity or sympathy or attention. And so I was continually manifesting all kind of uh, situations where I was the aggrieved party and then, you know, the victim and I could milk that for all the sympathy and attention. And I was really just trying to get unmet childhood needs met. So think about that and then be willing to release that. Give yourself permission to be prosperous. You really have to do that. You have to say, 
I want to become wealthy. I want to become debt free. I'm okay being rich. I'm okay being happy. I'm okay being healthy. And some of you, uh, you couldn't spit out the word right now, the words, I am okay to be rich, because you would start stuttering and stammering because you have negative dysfunctional beliefs that tell you uh, to be rich, you'd have to be a bad person. And of course, we talked about these in a lot of the earlier shows, so I'm not going to go into all that in depth. You know what we're talking about. Uh, and if you got shared this uh, episode and you haven't, go back and listen to some of the earlier podcasts. Uh, but you really do have to give yourself permission and you have to be okay with that. And then I'm a big believer that, and you notice we haven't talked anything about paying bills yet or lowering interest rates or anything because those, those are the easy stuff. That's the simple stuff. It takes two seconds to do that stuff. This stuff we're talking about now, this is where the real work is. This is where the breakthroughs are. This is how you not only get out of debt, but you get out of debt and create a consciousness of prosperity so that you never go back into debt again and you become a good steward of money and wealth and health and happiness and you're able to manifest that more and more in your life. So you got to see what that looks like. And, and that's kind of the imaging law of prosperity. I'm a big believer in that stuff. Uh, I love having a dream board. Uh, if, you, if you look on my website, I have a, it's called a prosperity manifestation map. It's a kit. It's just a big poster and it's got the glue and the scissors and a little instruction and stuff. But that's just for people who want one-stop shopping. You can just go to the art supply store and get a poster board and get magazines and scissors and glue and, and you create. And you just you put pictures of things you want to do, have, and become. And then you put that somewhere where you're going to see it every day when you're waking up, every night before you go to bed. Even if you're just watching by and you're catching it in your peripheral vision, you're still making those impressions on your subconscious mind. So I love dream boards. I love doing affirmations. I love the concept of writing a movie script of your perfect day that you write out and you carry it around in your purse or your briefcase or your pocket. And, uh, you know, you put it on your phone and just load it on your phone, I'm sure, too, though, um, uh, depending on how long it is. But it's kind of the script of your perfect day, the day you win the Academy Award for Best Director, the day you take your company public, the day your uh, nonprofit uh, you know, provides an orphanage for the last orphan in India, whatever it is. Uh, and you want to involve sight, sound, smells, taste. So when you read it, you, you feel the breeze coming in through the window. You smell the coffee pot roasting downstairs. You know, because the more of your senses that you involve in this script, the more real it is to your, the more vivid it is to your subconscious mind, and the sooner you're going to uh, attract that reality to you. Um, here's another one. I got a whole show on this and Prosperity TV, the forgiveness law of prosperity. Let me give you the, 
the 32nd version. <laughs> you can't have two competing thoughts at the same time. So if you are holding on to vengeance, you can't accept love. So if you're holding on to being a victim, you cannot be a victor. So you have to go back and forgive everybody, including and especially yourself, <laughs> right? Because uh, a lot of you listening to the sound of my voice right now, that's the big issue you have is you're beating yourself up. You haven't forgiven yourself for things you've done and you're hanging on to being a victim. And you've got to just let that crap go because that is not serving you. Uh, send it back to the nothingness from where it became. Um, next step is create a vacuum. Uh, the vacuum law of prosperity is based on this assumption that the universe is inherently good. And if you create a vacuum, the universe will fill it with good. So nature abhors a vacuum, right? If you walk along the beach, you've got footprints in, your sa in the sand, the next wave is going to wash them away. You're walking in the snow in Alaska, you got the, well, the, next, the wind is going to come and fill in those footsteps. Nature creates, uh, the universe fills every vacuum that we create. Um, and if you're holding on to something in your hand, I can't put anything in your hand. So you have to end negative relationships. Clean up your desk, your closet, your garage. Your make you put you, get rid of all the stuff you're not using. Put them in the the circulation law of prosperity. Right? Uh, go clean out. You want some new clothes? Go clean out your closet and find all those other ones you haven't worn in two years and give them away to a homeless shelter or somewhere else where people will get use from those and create a vacuum in your life and then you're going to allow the universe to fill it with good. Uh, apply yourself at work if you've got a job. Let's say you're working for someone now and you say, well, I'm not making much money and that's my problem. My boss is so cheap. No, you've got to be the best employee you can. You've got to give so much value because you can't outgive the universe. Right? I know. I've been trying for 40 years now. You cannot outgive the universe. So if you're out there doing this amazing job at work and you just create so much value, something will happen. You will get promoted. You will get a raise. Somebody from a competing business will notice you and want to bring you in. Somebody will want to partner up with you. But if you sit there saying, I'm going to do the minimum. I, at least I have to do it my job because I hate my boss and she's cheap and... That isn't going to serve you anywhere. So apply yourself and then, you know, look, what's your side hustle? Open up a direct selling business. Drive Uber. Uh, do Put your place on Airbnb. See what you've got in your closets, in your storage thing, whatever that you should be selling on eBay. Uh, what Could you be buying and selling in the flea markets on the weekend? Uh, can you be a pet sitter? Can you be a dog walker? Can you be a house sitter? Can you mow lawns? Can you rake leaves? Can you shovel snow? Can you babysit? There's all kind of ways you can create value and solve problems for people that would turn into money for you. So anything you could do that'll increase your paycheck at the moment, well, 
that's that much faster that you're going to be able to dial down your debt. Um, I talked about that, that the, the circulation law of prosperity. Same thing, just go send a bunch of prosperity out into the universe. You got a garden? Cut some flowers from it and take it to an elderly person who's shut in there. You got vegetables? Well, you know, you got a mango tree? Give some mangoes to your neighbor. Uh, bake dinner and take it to somebody in a, uh, a retirement home or a homeless shelter. Be a volunteer there. Visit a hospice. If you start circulating good, I promise you it's going to come back to you in many, many ways. Next thing I want you to do is I want you to flip the script on the way you see bills. Flip the script on the way you see debt and money. Um, and I think this is, we're putting some creative energy into place here when we're doing this. Uh, and the best example I can give you is uh, when my business was struggling, this is, man, probably, it's got to be 20 years ago now. Maybe it's 25, I don't know. Uh, so I had uh, Sherry, was my vice president, who I hired to fix the company and straighten things out because I was taking in a lot of money, but I was always, my costs were always more. And I was always behind in the bills. We always owed a bunch of money to the printer and the mail house and these different uh, uh, you know, vendors who made my uh, CD albums and all that stuff. And so Sherry was in charge of that. So we had this meeting. Every Monday morning was the meeting where we looked at, okay, here's all the bills we have and here's how much money we have and what percent should we pay this vendor and what percent should we pay that vendor and... How much can we do and still have money left over to make the payroll? And, you know, and was Randy going to get paid that week? And, you know, and so she had this uh, one of those brown accordion file things that she got from the office supply store. And it said bills on the and big Sharpie, you know, big black letters, bills. And finally, one week I told her, you know, I want you to go to, to the, the office supply store and I want you to get a new file for that and see if they got like a sky blue one or a yellow one or a pink one or, you know, baby blue. And, and, and instead of bills, I want you to write blessings on it because bills are simply invoices for blessings you've already received. So when you get a bill from the power company, that's because they kept the lights on for you all last month so you could read at night and you could watch TV and recharge your phone and they you had an air conditioner in Miami in July or a heater in uh, Seattle in December right that was a blessing so when you reposition it to things like that um, I just think there's uh, you know, I, I literally blessed my checkbook. Just say, I'm blessing you and you're going to help me uh, pay for all these blessings I have in my life. Um, and and, and uh, some, I know this is going to sound just crazy to some of you, but 
please try it because when you reposition things in your mind because one of the things i don't think people understand when you dread bills and you dread the thought of all the money you have to pay and that you owe and you just create this negative energy about money and that repels money and when you flip the switch on that and you totally reposition how you think about it now you start to have that positive attitude that positive uh, 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 energy toward money and you attract money so those are the kind of mindset things that i think are really instrumental in and worked really well for me uh, and then you get you sit down and you actually come to grips with reality you get a pad of paper and you write out every single bill that you owe and how much it is because you really need to know and you've got to come to grips because most people when you get in debt i know this is me the more I owed, the less I wanted to think about it, the less I wanted to delve into it. So I kept it as abstract and as far from my mind as possible. And that isn't congruent with getting it solved. To get the problem solved, you've got to really know what it is. So make that list. Then I want you to look at all of the credit card ones. And I want you to look at, uh, and even the, the other installment ones, and right next to it, what is the percentage of interest that you're paying? And then if you're in a scenario where you make $35,000 a year and you owe $81,000, you know, you owe twice what you make in a year, three times what you make in a year, then I want you to get online and I want you to Google a credit counseling service. And I want you to find a nonprofit credit counseling service that will work with you on reducing your debt. Because they have deals set up already. They don't, they're not waiting for your call. They have already made an arrangement with American Express and Visa and MasterCard and Discover and your utility company and Sears and Macy's and every uh, department store that you might owe, every Mobile, Exxon, Chevron, Shell, every fuel company that you might have a credit card. They have deals already with those places and, and they come to them and say, okay, we have got Mary Beth as our client now and she's just she made some poor choices she had some difficulties whatever it was caused us to get there but she's now in over her head and we've got to forgive some of her debt we, we need you to stop all these late fees we need you to stop all these interest payments um, and some of these there are credit cards with 30 percent debt interest and they'll wipe that out when it just in two seconds after they get a call from a, one of these credit counselors. They'll say, because their view is, hey, if we keep pushing Mary any further, she's going to go bankrupt. And then we're going to get a letter from the court. And it says, uh, Mary owes you $15,000 and $4,000 worth of late fees, interest, you know, payment, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And we have just released her of that debt. So she goes, she's clear because she has filed bankruptcy. And now they lost all their money 
And they lost Mary Beth as a client because she never wants to see those people again. So they've recognized, no, let's stop the clock on her interest. Let's get rid of all the late fees. Let's get rid of the interest. And sometimes they'll even reduce the debt. They'll say, okay, you owe us $15,000. We're going to lower it to $9,000. And we're going to come up with a monthly payment that you can make with your existing income so you can actually see your way out of this. And we're willing to take $9,000 that we actually get rather than $19,000, which you're probably not going to see. And then, if we work with you with the $9,000, you love us, we love you, you're still our client, and we're going to make money in the future because we stood by you, and then we're going to have a, a nice uh, synergistic relationship. And they do that, right? And um, so if you're really a couple of times over your income, then I want you to, to do that and explore that. And if you're not that far in debt, but what I want you to look at is every one of those credit cards, every one of those installment payments, what is the interest? And then I want you to start shopping around for balance transfer offers because there are, and there are gazillions of these out there. So they say, okay, if you transfer the balance from your Visa to our MasterCard, we will give you no interest for nine months or no interest for six months. And you so find the most expensive, highest interest one you have and transfer that to one of these six months deals. And do as a couple, as many of those as you can and then now you're left so now the highest one they're at zero interest so leave those alone for now pay the minimum every month but the ones that are left so now you got one that's at 19 percent pay the most to that and let's get that paid off the quickest and then the next highest inference the 17 percent one let's pay the most towards that every month and get that down and because the interest is what kills you. What people don't understand is these credit card companies are not your friend. They, do, they don't, oh, we know you owe us $20,000, but you only need to pay $112 because we're such nice people. Now they're killing you with the interest. And if you do the minimum payment on a credit card, it takes 40 to 43 years to pay off that credit card. So you got to get out of that cycle. you got to get out of that trap. And so just do that. Make the plan step by step. And then when you get this credit card down to zero balance, lock it up. You're not, don't use it. Remember, it's now it's not, oh, I have that 10,000 line of credit. No, the whole point is to get you out of debt. We have to get to the point where we're taking some of your money every month and we're putting it in something to grow that money and manifest more money and create leverage and compound interest, which we'll explore in some of the future podcasts. Um, so do that. Make the list. Do it step by step. Use the credit counseling if you need to. And then pay off the most expensive uh, interest lines first and work your way through that. And you do that and you go step by step. Every month you can get closer to being debt free. And if it's a 
one-year plan, if it's a three-year plan, if you can get there and you see every month you're getting closer, it starts to build excitement and energy and you really get behind it and it goes faster and faster. So move forward with faith with this plan. And then celebrate your payments, you know. Um, Catherine Ponder has a book called the, uh, the Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. And she has like a blessing in there. I also have in my, uh, probably in my Prosperity Mind book, I have like the, the, the affirmation I used when I, that I literally wrote on the bill when I got it. And I celebrate the payment of this and the blessing for which it brought me. And, you know, I don't remember the exact words. Uh, but it's in either one of those books. There's a couple different ones. But the whole point, and the words aren't that important. What the, what's important is celebrating the payment, celebrating the movement toward becoming debt-free. All right, I hope you found that helpful. I get it seemed very metaphysical, but I believe that stuff is really important. The... the the mindset stuff, the energy stuff, that matters as much as the tactical day-to-day -day stuff. But here's what I tell you. Debt is a prison. There's nothing prosperous out of, uh, you know, about debt. I want you to become debt-free as quickly as possible. I want you to set that as your intention with me. And let me know about it. You're, I'm all over social media. I want to hear from you when you pay off your car. I want to hear from you when you make that last mortgage payment. I want to hear from you when you're actually debt-free. And let me, allow me to celebrate those victories with you. All right, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Please rate the podcast on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends so we can grow this community of prosperity conscious people. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity Podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture. Uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.